Susan from Boston is taking on ABM Bev. Another brewery is in hot water. You done fucked up, Boulevard. Anchor Brewing says ahoy to a rebrand. This is It's All Beer. Welcome to It's All Beer, and in accordance with proper internet culture, we have an audio Bernie Sanders sitting me. He's actually sitting right here beside me. Uh, how are you today, Senator? You doing okay? You, you look a bit cold. Mm, yeah, I agree. Most everything is bullshit. Let's drink. I'm Jeremy Jones. I'm Tyler Zimmerman, and I'm disappointed with this one. <laughs> you should have 100% went with the Wall Street, Wall Street bets angle and GameStop. <laughs> I thought about that one, but I could, I mean, I guess I could, uh, uh, here's a list of breweries to short stock so I can get rich, but I, I, I wasn't, you know what? I, I stand by my choice. It's a little bit late for that meme, but I stand by it. How are you doing today, Tyler? Besides criticizing things, criticizing, th you know, what? You, you come up with this shit every fucking week. I spend literally tens of minutes. Uh, every week coming up with these. So, you know what? Suck my dick, Tyler. What are we drinking today? <laughs> uh, we are drinking, uh, I am drinking, I think you are too, uh, a little nod to one of the articles we're going to be talking about today. Uh, I am having an Anchor Steam. I am as well. That is, we're, we are, it's one of those days where we're both featuring the same beer because it just seemed right because um, we got a story about them and I'll take any opportunity to uh, uh, to drink this beer. It's one of those, you know, every uh, beer geek loves this beer, and they drink it about once a decade. Uh, yep. <laughs> but it is such a, a wonderful beer, like, uh, um, you know, smooth, clean, slightly malty, just a touch of caramel, a touch of toffee, mm -hmm. uh, really balanced bitterness. It is, uh, in, in every way, you know, what it's supposed to be, which is a, a craft beer staple. Mm -hmm. It was one of my go-to beers when I was first getting into craft beer hardcore. So, and uh, fun fact, I actually learned this today. Um, Anchor Steam or uh, Anchor Brewing is uh, one of the few uh, union uh, breweries in existence mm -hmm. in the United States. So, there you go. Uh, not only do they make good beer, they uh, they support workers' right to organize. So, you know. They're Take that, Sarah So they're socialists, <laughs> is what I'm saying. They're un-American. <laughs> That's a lie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Uh, Tyler, uh, shall we get? Shall, shall you want to get us started today? Yeah. So it's that time of year that one of the reasons we sparked this podcast was. More than just Jeremy and I want to drink beer together once a week. Uh, Man, we could do that without <laughs> microphones, and we could do it unscheduled. We have, I have photographic proof of this. Uh, but was Super Bowl? Super Bowl is always known for the commercials, specifically beer commercials, and so we're going to kind of dive into some of this year's upcoming Super Bowl commercials, uh, as. You may have read Budweiser is going to not run a Super Bowl commercial this year for the first time in, what, 37 years? Uh, that's that, that sounds about right, yeah. Um, and actually, the um, you know I, I think if you've been listening to this podcast, you'll know that, you know, like Tyler said, our origin story 
the very first the very first story we ever did on this podcast, even uh, uh, before episode one, uh, you have to go back all the way to trailer number one, was we reported on uh, the first incarnation of Beer Wars, uh, where uh, uh, Budweiser during a Super Bowl commercial in uh, twenty eighteen. Jesus, we've been we're coming up on uh, on on two three years. years? Mother, yeah, we're, we, I I type in year three into the metadata of every file, and it's still like th- three years of this shit. What 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 is <laughs> wrong with us? But anyway, no. In 2018, they um they it came out with a commercial where they um in a roundabout way accused um uh uh, uh Miller Coors of using corn syrup uh in their beer, and Tyler um. You said it way back then. I think you said it uh, since then. Tyler, can you please tell us why this is stupid? Because they did it because people thought it was high fructose corn syrup, not corn syrup. Budweiser uses rice syrup, not corn syrup. (laughs) It's basically the same fucking thing. Well, it's Super Bowl time again, bitches. And like Tyler said, Budweiser is doing nothing. Uh... Kind of, sort of. Budweiser. Kind of, sort of. Kind of, sort of. They're trying to play, we're going to do good, and we're going to do goodwill, so they're taking the money they would have spent to run a Budweiser-specific ad for Super Bowl and donating it to the ad, cou- or to the ad council uh, to run an ad promoting awareness for the COVID-19 vaccine. They are still running ads for... Bud Light, Bud Light Seltzer, Michelob Ultra, Michelob Ultra Seltzer, in select markets, uh, Stella Artois, and uh, one other company. So, um, and and even the like the spots they are running are basically though the message is we are Budweiser and we are not running an ad for Budweiser. We are totally not running an ad for Budweiser. This is not an ad for Budweiser. Drink Budweiser. But they released a social media ad uh, talking about how they weren't running an ad. Correct. I mean, they were advertising that they weren't ad- weren't advertising. So, you know, um, uh, uh, go figure. But I, you might ask the question, um, why would uh, higher beer geeks such as us even care about Budweiser ads? Well, you might or might not remember um, in the before time, in the long, long ago, 2016, Budweiser tr- decided to roll out a couple of ads slamming craft beer. Uh, this was uh, after going on a spending spree only a few months earlier and buying brands such Elysian, Breckenridge, Golden Rolled, I think Ten Barrel was in on that, and Four Peaks. And we in the beer industry watched, not in horror, but in kind of weird, vague admiration for the sheer chutzpah of these guys to buy a b- <laughs> bunch of craft beer and then come out with you know we ain't brewing none of your peach and pumpkin peach pie ale we're brewing us some yes you are. <laughs> bitch you literally just bought a brewery that makes pumpkin peach ale you literally just did it was a level of bullshit that was positively trumpian and now it seems almost adorable <laughs> <laughs> i mean we we, it was like a taste of the bullshit that we would have to swallow in years to come. So I guess what I'm saying is when it comes to bullshit, Budweiser is cutting edge. 
hundred <laughs> percent. Although they have done some excellent commercials, specifically with the Clydesdales. Uh, those are some of the most like iconic brand pieces that I've ever seen. And so if you're thinking, well, this sucks, I won't get to see the Clydesdales on Super Bowl day. Well, no worries. Craft Beer is helping you out there with uh, Sam Adams is releasing a new commercial that Jeremy's going to watch for the first time on this podcast. All uh, right. It's with uh, your cousin from Boston. Fire right. away, Jeremy. This is this is like uh, the uh, podcast version of one of those reaction videos. Here we go. Aw, look at the Clydesdales. Yep, okay. That's, I mean, that's, they're releasing the Clydesdales. The Clydesdales are free. <laughs> and the Clydesdales are trampling people. It's like the run of the Clydesdales. Whoops, your cousin from Boston. I did not see that coming. Anyway, Sam Adams, Wicked Hazy IPA. Juicy, right? Can we not tell my mom about this? The bottom line is mass holes ruin everything. That's what I feel like the uh, subtext to that ad is, is mass I holes I just love that he's like, can you not tell my mom? <laughs> and people from Boston love their mother because their mother can still kick their ass. <laughs> and will. <laughs> she's, she's about six foot 11. She chews on pieces of wood and uh, yeah, she will beat your ass. <laughs> Oh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> look forward to that. Look forward to you know not specifically uh, uh, Budweiser. Um, the other, the other, the other that I want to mention was the Super Bowl ad, which is also what brought us uh, the goddamned uh, um, um, the beer, the Bud Light King, and the fucking idiot Bud Light Night. Uh, that had dude bros and bars all over the nation saying dilly dilly like a bunch dilly of proto- dilly I forgot about like that. a bunch of proto fascist zombies and that campaign is actually what led to the corn syrup allegations and the lawsuits because remember let's not forget that um, that uh, uh, Miller Coors then sued Budweiser over this I think it kind of I think it kind of I think it's still in court but it's died down. Um, the thing is, is I think that, you know, the, the, the anti-craft beer campaign that, you know, that stretched for a number of years and then going after Miller Coors, I think it was met with mixed results. Some ad professionals applauded the creativity and the attention the ads captured. And according to some uh, numbers, it did lead into an increase in sales from Budweiser. But I think also they, it, it also had uh, Budweiser looking like a bit of a bully, which turned people off the brand. And... Listen, I don't, there's, there's something to be said that somebody out there read the room and like, maybe let's not create any more tension than there already is. And so, uh, let's just run these. Uh, it's kind of a, also kind of a, uh, shout back to, they did also in 28, 2018, uh, no, 2017, um, uh, they did that, uh, that immigration ad where they mentioned their founder was an immigrant. Yeah, um, it was, was that? I thought that was 2019. It was 2017 because it was the it was the Super Bowl after the 2016 election. Very uh, poignantly, a pro-immigration message right after that. You know, and a whole bunch of Trumpians were, "I'm never drinking Budweiser again." Well, I mean, where are you at now, there, Cletus? Drink your dishwasher. <laughs> 
he's drinking turpentine anyway. Let's not lie. Um, so I mean, there is some history to that. So, uh, but there you go. Uh, look forward to no Budweiser ads, except I would also admire the the bare brass hoods. Both they said, "Psych, we're hitting craft beer again." <laughs> Uh, I could see it. I mean, well, I was just glad that Sam Adams got that first jab in. It was a good. That's a, that's a that that was a nice touch. I mean, it's, uh, it's right a... after they announced that Sam Adams releases this commercial. They're paying for Super Bowl air ad time, and yes. It's a it, it's 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 a pretty sweet dig at, and yet not a dig. I mean, it's you still get your Clydesdales with a bit of Boston in thrown in. So, uh, well done, Sam Adams. Uh, so, also, while you guys are watching the big game next week, tweet at us who your favorite, what your favorite beer commercial was during the Super Bowl, and we'll read some of them on air after the Super Bowl. Apparently that's what we're doing. Yes, do that, and you can you can tweet at us at it's all beer, um, or shit, put it on Instagram or Facebook. I read those too. Occasionally, even read an email <laughs> when we get them. Don't even know the email password. So, <laughs> if you're talking, just just FYI, if you're talking to to uh, it's all beer on social media, you're talking to me. Or yeah, a couple times I've responded. To or stuff. you're talking to yourself. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> So, Jeremy, what we got next? Well, uh, unfortunately, we have to bring the the the, the tenor down a bit. Is if, if you've been paying attention to the news at all, uh, you realize that uh, we got some heavy shit to talk about. Uh, Boulevard, you done fucked up news now. Um, we did a lot of stories uh, last year about how the brewing industry, often led by the Brewers Association. Uh, but also actually from uh, influential business owners and personalities in the industry were trying to make uh, for a more inclusive, welcoming um, environment for people of all all types, regardless of gender, race, religion, sexual preference, what have you, have a more welcoming, inclusive industry. And the obvious question that come up that always comes up when we're doing this story was, is it enough? And are we really doing that much change the culture? And then a story like this emerges and I'm forced to conclude, nope, not even close because if you're surprised by this, then you're unfortunately not paying attention. Uh, this story comes from the pitch as well as uh, some pieces from vine pair and around the internet. Um, the pitch is an independent weekly from Kansas city. This written was, was written by Brock Wilbur and uh, Savannah Holly. And what follows is absolutely horrifying and heartbreaking. Um, it started last weekend, like so many fucking weird things did this week on Reddit. <laughs> it's taken over, baby. <laughs> they, they call themselves the front page of the internet, and they weirdly are becoming the front page of the world. Um, a woman <laughs> who just could not take it anymore uh, described the latest insult, the latest and a long stream of insults, by the way, um, that made her just finally come forward because she had nothing else to lose. Um, the, a man who was just referred to in the Reddit post and the subsequent article as the boss, um, he's never named, and I kind of wish he was. Um, it could possibly be the guy Jeff Kroom who later steps down, but I doubt it. Um, 
In the story, the woman was warned about this guy by a few people when she joined the company, including the brewmaster, who referred to him as a monkey. So let's call him Bobo the Fuck Chimp. Um, <laughs> apparently, Boulevard has a problem with human reproduction. Or maybe they just prefer their women folk barefoot and pregnant like in the good old days. Or maybe they're just a bunch of fit, greedy fascistic fucks that, you know... But it came out that some of the women on their staff might be, wait for it, pregnant. Oh, no. How dare they? Well, obviously, this aggression cannot stand. Why, if these women are allowed to have babies, why, they might want time off from work or not want to work 24 hours a day with no pay. Or maybe not doing the filing that we told them to do. Come on, sweet cheeks. Nope, can't have that. Never or mind. Why don't we just have their husbands step up their pullout game? <laughs> don't worry, everybody. Bobo the fuck chimp is on the case. And what does Bobo do? He stands this woman and another woman up in the lab uh, in front of another co-worker and in some sort of bizarre, like Salem-esque trial, demanded to know if they were pregnant. Um, when they refused to answer because, you know, it's none of your fucking business, uh, Bobo uh, 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 que questioned the other woman and then claimed, well, no, the only way you could be pregnant is by your cat. He then he then continued to badger the uh, the woman uh, who still refused to answer, and then uh, 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 she went to HR to complain. Eventually, as she had done about uh, about this guy in the past, um, and HR responded by doing fuck all. Um, Actually, they did worse than fuck all. They basically helped start a cycle of retaliation against anyone who would report claims like this actually you're correct um she um she was punished uh actually actually uh they did well in this particular instance um they did nothing and and bobo uh uh, uh punished her for quote not being a team flair but you're right actually in in according to uh, uh the post um um she basically, they base HR basically told her after a couple of uh, uh, complaints that managing Bobo was basically her job. She was asked to come up with solution to fix Bobo's behavior, which she actually amazingly tried to do. Um, and when she came back with ideas, she was called antisocial. So basically, she had to manage Bobo the fuck chimp, but was not allowed to stop Bobo the fuck chimp from, from doing whatever Bobo the fuck chimp wanted to do. Actually makes me angry just thinking about it. Um, she, <laughs> she goes on to describe another boss who was basically allowed to harass, demean, and creep on female employees, following them out to their car cars, giving them creepy little notes. You know, basic creeper playbook. You, you know, you know, the, you know, the, you know, the book, you, you know how to run it. Um, HR was again, completely flummoxed on how to deal with this guy. I mean, what can we do? There's a guy who's committing sexual harassment. Well, we, they eventually settled for letting him retire early with full benefits, throwing him a party, no less, and letting him remain a major part of the brand at events and festivals and so forth. That'll learn him. Oh god damn. And I could I mean and you and what happens after this post and I mean she describes you know uh, uh more instances of harassment and abuse and then more employees or former employees um after it um 
describe their experiences and I could go on and on and on and on, but you, you'll, it's going to become depressingly familiar and we know what's going on there. It's a bro corporate culture that allows this bullshit to fester unimpeded. And you can tell how bad it got, not only because Bobo felt like hauling a woman in front of her employees and demanding to know if she was pregnant was a totally reasonable thing to, for him to do, but Boulevard's first response when this, like, became public was less than inspiring. <clears throat> yeah, you could say. <laughs> I, you know, I, 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 you could read it, but what it basically said was blah, 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 we're investigating, blah, 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 didn't find anything, blah, 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 corporate values, blah, 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 learn and grow, blah, blah, ta. Honestly, entirely, horseshit, horseshit, please drink Boulevard. I mean, it was the most nonsense i mean it's it was nothing um and uh, it the part of that that just absolutely amazes me is that they thought that that honestly was going to make it go away and it's again it's just a indicative of of where their mindset was like oh we'll just throw this out here and it will go away read yeah. the fucking room my god how dumb are these people oh it's fucking stupid uh i want i want to know and i'm trying to find it again uh part of his statement where he's like any wrongdoings or perceived wrongdoings right you know we apologize for and i'm like the fact that you had to put perceived in there like Oh, these people are just being soft. Really just kind of fucking irks me. Well, and I mean, and the, not surprisingly, the internet saw it for what it was. Last time I checked, it was almost 200 comments on Twitter alone, basically calling out, calling this bullshit. Um, and I mean, the response was so heavy and so swift that Boulevard emerged a day later to, review, to, to issue their real apology. And this one I will read um, and make snarky comments to. Um, this it was in a post from Boulevard called Reflecting. We are oh, sorry. Oh. In the last few days, we've heard from our so, employees. Real quick. The we are sorry just reminds me of the South Park BP episode. We're sorry. <laughs> that is how I read that first line. <laughs> oh yeah i mean this is i mean you could almost feel the 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 child that was forced to write an apology and doesn't mean it on this thing um we've heard from employees our former employees and our community we have learned a lot about ourselves because you're a bunch of fucking creepers we have heard the accounts of personal experiences that has shaken us to the core we were shocked shocked that this was happening um, it has become undeniably clear that harassment, in fact, did occur. Clear we have issues. Serious issues that we failed to address. There is not a level of no shit I can say. If I said no shit loud enough to, uh, to, to justify this, you could hear it without a microphone. I mean, everybody on this <laughs> podcast. I mean, if you're listening, you could actually hear me shout, no shit. Yep. To those we, to those of you we hurt, those we let down, those we failed to protect, we're deeply sorry. Words won't change anything or fix anything, only actions. And starting a day, we're taking the first steps. You ready for this? 
Based yep. on additional corroborated information, we parted ways with a company executive. We are hiring an independent third-party human resources firm to undertake the independent investigation of all issues that have been raised. It should be noted they said they did an investigation and didn't find anything. So, you know, with full access to our people and all the records, we will share they the results. They didn't really look, so. <laughs> we will share the results with all our teams and take the recommended actions. Bullshit, 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 bullshit. I mean, from there, it, it doesn't, you know, we're just doing more procedures. We're taking, you know, harassment training. It's, you know, it's more bullshit, but, you know, it's capped right, we're sorry. And it's not, we're sorry we did this. It's sorry we got caught. Oh, they pulled the founder's fucking playbook and we're like, we're sorry all this bad stuff happened. We're sorry we denied it. And you guys called us on denying it. So we're going to do this, which sounds really good on paper. We're going to have these third-party consultants come in and help. We're going to do this. and you know We're going to get better, so just keep buying our beer. We'll be fine. Um, and, um, and actually, uh, uh, the, uh, um, uh, the latest news was, uh, that, um, that, well, so, well, so like I said, uh, Jeff Coombe, um, uh, uh, decided to, uh, uh, step down. Um, Jeff Croom, um, is the president of, uh, Duval Morgat USA. He resigned from Boulevard. Now I want to make this clear. He resigned from Boulevard, not Duval. He's still very much, as near as I can tell, president of that wing of Boulevard's parent company. He just resigned what, from whatever position is, was, at, was at Boulevard, which was, according to this article and uh, the, uh, uh, the pitch, as an executive. So, nothing there. Um, Natalie Barr Garrison, uh, Boulevard's VP of Marketing, has also stepped down. And uh, her statement also didn't go over so well. Um, she said, basically... <laughs> Uh, let me be clear, the words of the company were not my words, the decisions not my decisions. Like the rest of my colleagues, I was kept in the dark and offered a variety of truths from a seemingly endless bucket of lies. I did not know and would not knowingly cover up claim of harassment, assault, or discrimination. She may well be telling the truth, but Jesus, I mean, here's the thing. Either you are, either you are a puppet with a hand so far up your ass you have no functional brain, or you're full of shit. Some combination of the two. Um, but she stepped down as well. And actually, uh, uh, sort of breaking news, this actually came uh, uh, earlier today, um, that uh, um, the uh, uh, one of their, the original founders, um, just got to find the John McDonald, um, he, uh, he founded the company in, 1980, in the 1980s. Um, he had previously, uh, it's not, I couldn't find exactly what, uh, 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 I think he retired or stepped down or something, but he wasn't directly he wasn't um, uh, managing the day-to-day -day operations. Um, he's come back to uh, uh, steer the company in the right direction again, and I don't know how to feel about that. Um, yeah. And I also should be noted that although Bobo the Fuck Chimp probably isn't employed there anymore, there's nothing in any of the articles that suggests that he was fired. Um, still, there's there's nothing to suggest that the employees who and they they reference two or three you know men um, who were responsible for all this horseshit. But there's nothing um, that from the company um, in any of the articles that suggests they were fired. Again, they probably were, 
But given the uh, the first given the uh, uh, the 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 first response of Boulevard, I can't say with one hundred percent certainty that they were. Yeah, and I was gonna say, and it Bobo the fuck chimp was never named, so we can't guarantee that he was. I just had to Google this because I was like, "Fuck!" I was like, "Does Duval own Founders as well?" No, they were. And I was like, "If so, it's that's a real bad look on them." But no, it's uh, Sam Miguel. Yeah, they were. They were. If you'll remember, and you can find, you can find uh, uh, us uh, in this same depressing scenario. Oh, a little over a, uh, a little shy of, uh, of uh, a year and a half ago. Um, and the episode titled "You Done Fucked Up Founders," um, <laughs> where you can hear me and Tyler uh, uh, read a little skit about how Founders, um, a racist company, does not see color. <laughs> Fuck! Oh, they call one printer the black printer, though. Yeah. Um, I mean, but and so I mean, we're, we're kind of left to okay. We and we find ourselves in the same a familiar spot that I kind of remember at the end of the founders debacle shy of any real public consequences for anyone involved, the ball kind of gets kicked to the public. And we are, of course, I mean, there's calls to boycott Boulevard, but you can kind of see where this is going. And we kind of saw it with founders. The outrage lasts a little while, but like anything on the internet, it dies off, right? It eventually goes away. The fuck chimps actually responsible. They get their hands slapped and then they're let free to go about their fuck chimp business. And we all have to, the rest of us just wait around to be shocked. Shocked, I tell you, when the next fuck chimp at a brewery pulls this kind of bullshit. Yeah, so, it's... But I had a thought. To keep this... What? Got a, on a, go ahead. Whatever happened to respecting your coworkers, like, and how to treat people with respect... It's, I mean, it. If you're a part of their broy culture, then you th- then you get in. I mean, that's that's the whole thing. Is that, I mean, what we're seeing is is like a you know a a uh, just this you know it, again I almost frat boyish culture. No offense, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> None taken. I know what you're trying to say, but. <laughs> But I mean, you got this like this boys club, uh, 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 you know, uh, jock bullshit culture that that uh, uh, that thinks they're being super funny, um, uh, um, basically denigrating anyone who's not like them, anyone of, of different uh, of uh, different race, different sex, different, even like slightly different, uh, uh, you know, uh, disposition. You know, we had we had Bobo the fuck chimp at a company that we worked at. You and Tyler. Or, uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, it didn't matter. You know, I'm rather introverted and didn't make my life miserable. But there was a couple of times like, will you shut the fuck up, fuck chimp? Um, <laughs> but um, I, I, you know, as I got to the end of this and I was just kind of feeling, you know, like what, what, what is there left to do? Um, you know, and a lot of the articles, there was especially a good one in Vine Pair that basically, you know, did a rundown of it and said, you know, what we got to do is change the culture. And then that I think that's absolutely correct. But unfortunately, when you talk about changing the culture, you're talking about changing 
the culture, not of a brewery, not of the industry. You're talking about changing the culture of an entire country, if not an entire civilization. Um, I think it's a really off that scale, what we're looking at. And that doesn't happen quickly, and this shit's still going on. Um, and so I got an idea. I had an idea, and I just want to throw it out into the world to keep this from ending very uh, depressingly. Maybe it's not Fire feasible. Away. Maybe it's not feasible. Maybe it's pie in the sky, but it's a better idea than anything I've ever I've ever seen. It's better than the nothing that that Boulevard is doing. It's better than anything that Founders is claimed to be doing. Um, it's this: the Brewers Association, the BA. They've spent a lot of time and money, as I said earlier, trying to promote inclusion in the industry, and that's a good thing. But it's been mostly performative. It's diversity grants that don't materialize and to my knowledge still haven't that we did that story earlier um there's a pro there's that one program that trains one person of color a year to be a brewer which is that's cool but not likely to make a huge uh difference in the yeah. uh, in the industry um but i think they are in a unique position to step up and actually do something so what we saw in the founders debacle and what we're seeing now is this shit didn't come from nowhere. Um, the event that cr finally crossed the line is a product of a toxic boys club culture that was left to fester until it finally went septic. And the reason there was allowed to go on for so long is that people are afraid to come forward and as well, they should. Um, in the Reddit story, the woman claimed to have come forward before and seen other women try to come before and they were punished because of it. And we saw the same mm -hmm. thing in the founders case. The uh, gentleman, when he came forward was fired a lot of times feel like they have to choose between a job that supports them and their family and speaking out against some pretty heinous behavior and in people... one of the other podcasts we did i can't remember if it was that founders one but we actually talked and there was like five or six stories we covered uh about like different like sexual harassments at breweries different things like that so yeah. it's not a new thing and a lot of times it goes unpunished till it gets out to the public and then they face the backlash, levy a punishment and move on. And well, and it never, if, if it ever reaches the public, a lot of people just, I think, I mean, you can understand. They just like, let's just, let me just deal with it and do my job. Um, otherwise I might not have a job and the internal mm -hmm. culture is allowed to get worse. So imagine a grant and a system that basically provides support for people who decide to come forward um, and end up facing consequences that might even lead to termination. A department within the Brewers Association where people who could who decided to come forward could get legal counseling, trauma counseling, support for lost wages, job placement in the industry. You know they have the connections. Basically a place to go when one's own company decides to do jack shit about the fuck chimps. Um, you know, when you've gone to uh, HR, when you've gone to the owner of the brewery and nothing's changed, one step up. Um, I think the BA is in a unique position to, as a trade group, to uh, uh, have a department that basically is a is a is a, the the next step to report stuff like this to, but it re would require money. So where would the money come from? Well, for a start, I think that breweries and individuals would happily contribute to such a program. If it was effective at supporting people who called out this kind of bullshit early, it wouldn't have mm -hmm. to get to this this stage. It would be, you know, uh, uh, people who would who would were, who were reporting bad behavior early were punished. Would go to the BA. The BA could, you know, what what could uh, uh, guarantee their wages. They could uh, uh, provide legal counseling. They could put pressure on the brewery. 
um, and then even, you know, work on job replacement. Um, and I think if that program was successful, you'd have breweries across the country lining up to do special beer releases to fund this. But there's mm -hmm. even a better place the money could come from. First, uh, in let's say in a scenario, someone from the someone comes out uh, from the being to a place like Boulevard and said, "You done fucked up. Pay us X hundred thousand dollars or million dollars to this fund that helps make the victims whole." Or in the case of founders, you lose. Actually, I didn't know. I didn't think that uh, uh, that uh, Boulevard was part of the uh, the Brewers Associated BR. But I mean, you lose the the rights to that seal. Um, and mm -hmm. also, we run a massive boycott campaign in your biggest markets, and we don't let people forget. We hammer home the, what happened in your country until your brand becomes mm -hmm. as roughly has the same ring to it as Epstein. Um, it does a couple of things. It funds a program that helps make victims whole again. It provides a way back for founders and Boulevard and other companies. Um, because, I mean, what I, what I would envision is, you know, a a painful uh, uh, a monetary punishment along with other things. Um, it, it, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be easy. It should hurt, but it shouldn't kill them. Um, mm -hmm. And what that would do is like, listen, you fucked up, fund this program, do these things. Um, and, you know, and, and we will tell people that you can lift the boycott boycott campaign and what this also does is for the people in the beer community who want to support breweries who are doing the right thing you know right now you're kind of left with well do i when you know when can i start drinking boulevard again can i never uh -huh. could i never support boulevard again ever 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 i like their beer well this makes it a very clear no you can't right now they're assholes wait they did the thing okay now it's fine it creates a very coherent message and it provides a way back. It provides uh, relief for victims. And I think it does eventually change the culture. If for no other reason that there, you will pay. There is a governing body. There is a governing body and it's good. That's it. And it's, I think it's a good thing that would be an internal body. Um, and if you do X, Y, and Z, then welcome back. You can put the seal back on your brand and it would work. Even if you weren't a, you know, if you were an AB InBev uh, company or I mean, even, a, you know, if you're a different, uh, um, you know, not a, not an independent craft beer. I mean, you could, it would still work if you're like, we'll run this campaign in your biggest markets and it'll hurt. Um, it's a mm -hmm. long shot idea, probably not feasible, but so far, I think better than anything I've seen out there. I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, I think this is an excellent idea. It gives that sort of like principal office to try to keep the breweries in check. Uh, it may get hard with, breweries who aren't independent uh getting them to follow that but it's progress in the right direction well i mean and if they're not independent then they're probably governed by a larger corporation corporation so they've already got those checks and balances <laughs> in place but I, I, so I, I'm not as concerned about those. But I, you know, it's just it's just something that occurred to me. I think it, I think it could be done. Um, it would be like it would be something that could physically like help change the culture. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna throw that out idea out into the ether. Uh, if you like the idea or have any thoughts on it, you can get a hold of us, get a hold of us uh, at it's all beer at gmail.com or Twitter or Facebook. Um, that's just my thought. Maybe we'll workshop it a little bit and send it to the BA. Who knows? <laughs> I think that's an 
honestly, it's a great idea. And yeah, we should send it over to the BA and be like, hey, here's a rough outline. If you guys want to make some adjustments to it, I'd have a hard time seeing 95% of the breweries would be like, yeah, let's do this. I mean, this... And the breweries who aren't stoked on putting money towards this fund are probably the ones that realize they may have a problem. And I even, I mean, seriously, from a, from a, some of these breweries like Boulevard and Founders, you could pull enough money to, to, to do a lot of good. Um, mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I'm, the specifics of how you would do that, I, you know, have no idea. I'll leave that for uh, uh, somebody, uh, 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 you know, who's uh, good with numbers. Um, what's their economist name? Bart? Uh, uh, Bart Watson. Bart Watson. Bart Watson, get on it. Uh, you might know better than me, but I don't. Just a thought. Uh, Tyler, uh, I'm, I think I've done all the damage on this. Take us to some happier news now. Well, now for the reason why we were drinking Anchor Steam. Uh, if you have been on beer Twitter this past week, you know what we're going to talk about. If you haven't, strap in because we're tying back into what we talked about last episode. Anchor Brewing decided for their 125th anniversary to do a major rebrand of their brewery. I guess I forget that they're over a hundred years old because I always, uh, I always, uh, uh, start them at, with the founding of Fritz made tag in 1981, yep. but they were but 65, fought, I think, but he, or was it 60? It was later than that. I thought when Fritz oh, Maytag bought it, um, that was in the, that was, I want to say 81. Maybe I'm incorrect. Maybe I'm, uh, rem- uh, misremembering something else, but, but I mean, I forget that he didn't start Anchor Brewing. It was a thing. I mean, barely a thing. It was. It was. It was still. Um, um, it was still around. But uh, I remember uh, watching an interview with a uh, 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 Fritz Maytag, um, and he uh, recalled um, taking a sixty-five. Anchor- sixty-five. Oh wow. Okay, I'm way off. Um, but, I re- but I remember uh, uh, watching an interview with him, and he talked about uh, taking, you know, right when he bought it, taking Anchor Steam to bars and restaurants, and people thought he was running a scam because yep. this beer didn't exist anymore. So they thought he was some grifter off the street. <laughs> so, uh, but so until recently, uh, basically since the '70s up until this last year. Uh, all anchors labels have largely been drawn by James Stimp. Uh, he's the one who designed the company's annual Christmas ale label. Um, well, he decided to retire at the age of 93 last year. Pussy. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm 93. I can't work anymore. <laughs> so, they thought, what better time? It signifies, it syncs up with the 125th anniversary. Let's refresh the brand. Couple key takeaways I get. I like the kind of more modern, simplistic look where it's not really hand-drawn. The new look is the anchor is still very much in the forefront like the old labels. Uh... It still keeps the kind of that like yellow 
to the steam beer. Uh, my big problem with the Anchor Steam redesign cans, they look like fucking Twisted Tea. Oh, my God. I mean, all right. No, they you are it. Twisted Tea cans. You hit it. I'm like, when I first saw it, I'm like, there's something about that that makes me think shitty beer or shitty something. I don't. I can't think of what it is, but you've just hit a I'm like, just waiting for a guy to knock out a motherfucker in a gas station with one. Uh, you're right. It makes me think twisted tea. Oh my god! Now I hate it even worse than I did earlier. I mean, and the problem was is that I, uh, um, the, you know, the the uh, response on beer Twitter has mostly been uh, uh, sort of negative. Hundred um, percent. Although I think I like uh, uh, I can't remember who who said it, but um, um, Michael Kaiser came out, the founder of Good Beer Hunting, and said. They did this rebrand. He's like, when's the last? If you're like me and a hardcore beer nerd, when's the last time you bought yes. Anchor Steam? It was him. Or like, an Anchor beer. They did this rebrand for people that aren't us. Uh, no, you're right. He's well. He said like, um, you know, uh, uh, beer geeks have this beer once a decade. Um, yeah. And it, exactly. Um, so, and I'm also just trying. I mean, because. The the uh, uh, the anchor you know the anchor steam logo is just kind of iconic, and so I'm just trying to uh, trying to uh, uh, get past the, but that's not the anchor steam logo, is it? And mm -hmm. just try to see it for what it is. But um, but now you also, said twisted T. Now I can't get past twisted C and I hate it yep. again. <laughs> so also on the article I found the San Francisco Gate uh, dot com, uh, they have. The redesign for their Porter, Liberty Ale, and California Lager. The Liberty Ale and Porter, I think they did very well on as well. Liberty Ale kind of keeps that bluish, like navy blue color that really kind of fits in. The Porter keeps that solid brown and is probably the closest that I've seen to the original label. Yeah. Uh, the California Lager not a fan of whatsoever they changed it over to like very bright green oh i just pulled it up oh my god oh my oh, that yeah <laughs> the problem and actually it's worse because the the picture i'm looking at has it posed on a green screen and you yep. can just you could you can actually picture like uh, using a, a green screen filter and then the beer disappears except for yep. specs there. That is okay. That's but ugly. I'm sorry. <laughs> so outside of the fact in whole, I like that they did the rebrand. I'm glad they made the jump outside of the fact that they knocked off twisted T and maybe getting sued for that. Let's see. <laughs> they, they, uh, they, and they, the California logger, <laughs> uh, I can get behind this. <laughs> First of all, I mean, Twisted T ain't stone, so I think <laughs> they might be okay. They may just come in can swinging, though. Is it Twisted T owned by Sam Adams, though? Yes. Okay, then they're fine. Sam Adams really doesn't give too much of a shit. Um, again, they ain't, you know, they ain't Greg Coke who has nothing better to do than, you know, uh, uh, sit and sue people for uh, vague references to stone. Um, I guess... You know what? I will. I, I don't disagree. Here's the thing. Um, I think a rebranding is a good idea. And I think, you know, uh, to refresh the brand, I think uh, that um, that uh, um, 
that no matter what they did, beer geeks were going to hate it. Um, because they changed it. Because they changed I mean, it's just the, the, I mean, and it's iconic. And I mean, I'm kind of looking at the label, uh, you know, the, 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 maybe the last I'll see of this old label for a while. Um, yep. And, you know, it is, it, it is kind of just like that, uh, that, uh, it has kind of like a, it, 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 it looks, uh, uh, you know, almost retro in and of itself. It looks like it was designed in 1965, which it you know, probably was, or, you know, a guy who remembers 1965 very vividly, at least. <laughs> um, and so, I mean, there was no, so yeah, there was no rebranding that we're going to, but, but, uh, uh, yeah, I, and I'm, if you do live in the Treasure Valley, I know I've already seen the new Anchor Steam uh, cans in the valley uh, down at the downtown co-op. So the fact that Jeremy and I were able to still get the OG labels means it's almost out. Um, I mean, I was kind of hoping you get like the uh, uh, like a picture of the new label and we could do like that contrast, but. I tried, but I refused to drive to downtown Boise from Nampa today. So <laughs> I stopped by three stores out here. They all just had the old label. So I was like, fuck it. You're like, fuck it. Uh, we'll just, you know, we'll, we'll just go with it. Um, uh, well, I guess it will be, I, I, I kind of want to see uh, uh response from like the actual market. I would, it would be interesting to see, you know, if this has this desired effect of like, uh, um, because you're right. The the redesign is not for us. It's for uh the people kind of on the outskirts of craft beer who might look at it and go, ooh, this... that looks cool. Yeah, well, yeah. It looks vaguely like Twisted Tea. I love Twisted Tea. And I mean, it's Golden State Warrior colors. Uh, they they are based in the Bay Area, so they'll be able to play into that. So. I think it'll draw a younger crowd, maybe revitalize Anchor a little bit, uh, but I'm curious to see how it plays out. Well, I'm on the record of drinking some beer with uh, some absolutely terrible label because I uh, uh, I like the beer within, and I'm on record drinking some absolutely terrible beer because I like the label. So, And maybe with this being announced, it gets some beer nerds to buy it one more time this decade. Hey, I took the opportunity to drink two of them just now. So, uh, and again, it's, I'm three deep on it. So (laughs) you just always have to outdo me. Don't you, Tyler? (laughs) You got one more for us. Don't you? I do. We're going to need to have a moment of silence. This one actually strikes very, this weird, weirdly close to my heart. Mm -hmm. Um, was that it? Was that uh, a moment of silence? Or do we need to do actually do a moment of silence? Yep. Let's do a moment right now. Okay. So hipsters and college kids are about to be disappointed. I was in the middle of a prayer. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Okay. I'm done now. Okay. (laughs) So Pops Brewing has just announced that Pops is no longer going to be made. No, I'm fucking with you. Uh, That Olympia (laughs) beer. You just just almost made a hipster slide off the road. You nearly oh, wh- killed some guy in a trucker hat and ironic t-shirt. Apologize to Chris. On a fixed speed bike. <laughs> well, those reclining bikes, you know. Or on a uh, unicycle with a mustache. <laughs> Apologize so, to Chet. 
Uh, Pabst is ceasing, temporarily stopping production on Olympia beer, uh, kind of a Northwest domestic cheap shitty beer staple. It's in the water. <laughs> uh-huh. It, and Olympia's been a product for 120 years. Damn! We're just going old school with these beers right now. <laughs> but they posted on Instagram on Monday and said... Uh, the decision came after a decline in the beer sales. Uh, they haven't been able to find a solution to the challenge that's been posed by the reduced sales. And they are temporarily pausing production. Ooh, 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 ooh. I've got a solution. I've got, I've, I've, I'm, I'm full of ideas today, so I got a solution. Okay, ready? <laughs> um, it's not as long as the last one. Here's, a, here, here's my solution. Ready? Don't make shitty beer. I'm done. That's it. That was it. <laughs> but, or don't have so many shitty beer brands in your portfolio. Cause I think Pabst also makes Ranier or Rainier for you uneducated swine, uh, <laughs> as well as Olympia and Pabst itself. So. I mean, they, th that is their bread and butter is like the kind of shitty domestics. Although, like I said, um, so quick, I, I, I gotta go on a quick uh, tangent here. Um, my father um, was in when he was my age. Um, had a, a near as I can tell, had a thing for shitty beer. Um, he would when he was actually younger than me. Uh, when I was uh, uh, when uh, uh, when he was living in Colorado, and I was either just born or um, or not yet. Um, he would take cores to his friends out of state. Basically playing uh, uh, Smokey and the Bandit. Say, play, basically playing Burt Reynolds. He looked like a uh, he looked a bit like Burt Reynolds back in the day, except for uh, a little bit fatter and not nearly as attractive. And also, <laughs> he had a mustache. That's actually all. That's all he had. He had a mustache, but <laughs> he had a very Burt Reynolds mustache back in the day. Um, <laughs> sorry, Dad. Um, but he would run uh, uh, cores out to his friends out of uh, state. But I also distinctly remember. Um, like a friend or family member bringing him a case of Olympia. Um, um, and this would be, I want to say mid nineties. Um, and Olympia. So Olympia has, has, this is not the first time Olympia has gone out of business or stopped being produced. And actually at that point in time, Olympia hadn't been produced for, I want to say at least five years. So, <laughs> Yeah, because they went out of business, Paps bought them, and then Paps pulled them their production out of Olympia, Washington, where the breweries basically sat vacant since yeah. then. And they're trying to revitalize that with shops, another brewery or something. Uh, but, I don't know, it's kind of just a little... I've got a soft spot in my heart for shitty beer, and so I'm like, man, that sucks. I never really drank it. You want an Oli, Tyler? I, I might. Because I got a surprise a for you. No, I'm kidding. Did you? <laughs> no. <I> oh! <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I am probably going to buy a sixer of Olympia this weekend <laughs> if I can find it and drink it. <laughs> it, it. It briefly crossed my mind to stop at a gas station trying to see if they had some Oli, but i like, no, I don't hate myself that much. <laughs> um, you know what? I, I, I I weirdly have this uh, uh, this uh, soft spot because, I mean, 
uh, Olympia is kind of a, a a throwback from this time post prohibition up until like the 60s and 70s where basically every region had this like small uh, domestic brewery. yeah small domestic and they I mean they all produced lagers except for a couple uh, um, unique um, um, outliers Ballantine being one of those Ballantine is basically the uh, the link between um, IPA in Britain and modern IPAs in fact um, hmm. um, the uh, founders of Sierra Nevada um, uh, when they designed their IPA they did they they had Ballantine Valentine in 1960 in mind when they were uh, when they were putting it together because they wanted to try to recreate that beer that you couldn't get anymore. Um, and so, the more you know. And so I read a whole book on uh, on IPA. So, um, but uh, but yeah, Valentine was one of those uh, uh, weird uh, outliers, and they were almost the founder of uh, American IPAs. Which I don't know if you've noticed, they're kind of a thing now. <laughs> Just a little. Um, and so, but yeah, the, every, you know, also Falstaff, um, uh, Waterbrook, um, they're just, uh, uh, what, I'm thinking, I had a bunch of them in, in mind, they've all just disappeared, but, um, um, Olympia, um, um, Rainier, Rainier, Ranier, as you, <laughs> as you incorrectly <laughs> put it, um, Old, uh, uh, not old English, but uh, old style, which is actually still barely in production. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, Genesee, Gen- uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, and even more obscure ones. I mean, these were these were literally all over. And you know, you're, you know, if you're if you're my age, your dad drunk those. If you're Tyler's age, your grandfather drunk them. Or you worked at a grocery store in a small town, and you watched a lot of old people walk out with Olympia. I had one old lady at the grocery store I worked at. She would buy a six-pack of Tall Boy Olympia cans. And in the store, she would pop one while she was grocery shopping. <laughs> and this was acceptable I remember asking my boss, I'm like, is she allowed to do that? And he's like, technically no, but... <laughs> There's no stopping her. It's like so, we, we tried once. I almost lost the hand. It's not worth yeah. it. <laughs> so she would just slam a 16 ounce Olympia while she did her grocery shopping. Maybe weighed 85 pounds, soaking wet, feeble old lady. Couldn't hardly lift the six pack by herself. And then I'd have to help her out. And as we were walking out the door, she'd throw her can in the garbage and. <laughs> get in her car and drive home the question is was she feeble or was she drunk i mean had how many she had before she went grocery shopping i mean maybe the whole like feeble old lady was an axe she was just hammered <laughs> <laughs> i mean under it, uh, under normal circuit if she was sober like that first couple hours a day when she's sober she could bench you <laughs> <laughs> who knows but i like to think of it as she was feeble it's probably in your best interest. That's that's the idea she wanted to cultivate. I, if, if, if she's any like anything like a old woman I know, that's exactly what she wanted you to think. Um, uh, if I wasn't sitting on a carpet, I would pour one out now for Olympia, but uh, I'm not going to do that because it's also a waste of beer for a kind of a shitty beer. Because I did have, I, I have had. Because I remember uh, coming across it one time at a store or something, and remembering that. 
thing about my dad who like was so excited about a five-year-old case of fucking beer <laughs> at least five years i mean it's just it, I, I can't oh. imagine that those were those were enjoyable for him but they must have been um but i grabbed one I'm like oh wow it's like it's like if water I, went bad <laughs> yeah it's like if water could turn bad <laughs> without molding i mean it's it's kind of like uh it's it, it tasted vaguely like uh uh, uh miller's like kind of dumber cousin <laughs> yes uh but uh 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 rest in peace olympia until we meet again because like a scorching case of herpes you are never quite done are you nope <laughs> pax will probably bring it out like once a year just to celebrate it and then put it back <laughs> that is fucking horrifying uh tyler do you have anything to add today drink an olympia this weekend to celebrate the loss of a legacy um i actually have do uh, uh i do have one uh, additional uh thing to put out there um um, I, we always uh, put a call out for um, uh, for reviews, uh, mostly. Oh for, yeah! <laughs> mostly for lack of anything else to say at the end of the podcast. I don't actually check them that often. Uh, believe it or not, I am not like w- like refreshing my podcast feed every thirty seconds. Like someone read the reviews. So you're not doing what all the Wall Street bets and Bitcoiners are doing on a daily basis? No, because I'm very busy trying to short sell GameStop. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> It's not just the headphones are getting hurt, you know. Um, <laughs> Fuck uh, you, Robin Hood. <laughs> so anyway, so uh, um, so I I was scrolling through it recently, and um, uh, we got a review, and I want a little shout out from uh, Johnny Ryan. Thank you so much, who said uh, uh, the perfect mix of information and stupidity. Um, five stars. Which you know what? I think when me and Tyler were putting this together. Maybe we didn't say the words a perfect balance of information and stupidity, but that's what was on our minds. That very much was the uh, the, the target we were trying to hit, and for someone to uh, describe us as such uh, 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 without uh, prompting. One of the proudest moments of my life. It, 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 it hit me right in the cockles. It hit me right in the cockles. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you. So uh, uh, thank you so much. And uh, um, if you also if if you also want to say nice things like that about us, uh, uh, leave a you can leave a review on Facebook. Uh, the bar is pretty low. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it made, I always say it made Tyler squeal. But uh, uh, Tyler, uh, you know, what 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 was the sound you made when you found out? No sound, just a big shit-eating grin. <laughs> so that will be... Like a 12-year-old who saw his first pair of tits. <laughs> that's less like... That's less like... That's just more like, oh my god. My world has changed now. Um, this yeah, has been... Yeah. <laughs> it's all beer. Um, as always, uh, if you want to get a hold of us, uh, you can get a hold of us at itsallbeer at gmail.com. We're on Twitter. Uh, as you may have heard, it's all beer one because someone has that name. It's all beer one. Uh, Facebook, it's all beer. Twitter, it's all beer. Everywhere, it's all beer. You'll get a hold of us. 
And yeah, if you are so inclined, uh, that 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 was very very sweet, and uh, we'd like to hear more of that. So if you also believe us to be the perfect mix of information and stupidity, or if you think there's too much stupidity or too much information, let us know. Uh, we can we can probably cut down on either. Probably it's easier to cut down on the information more than the stupidity. Yeah. Really, this is our this is probably our base level of stupidity at any given time. Um, information we could probably fluctuate a little bit. So um, just let us know how we're doing on that front. Um, and I think that'll be quite enough from us. I'm Jeremy Jones. I'm Tyler Zimmerman. I'm going to drink Anger Steam. And maybe it'll Rest Olympia. in peace, Olympia. Olympia.